Hey, and welcome back to Scalescape. I'm your host, Justin Chu. Joining me today is Philip Lam, co-founder of Homecourt, an AI-powered sports tech app, which is strategically partnered with the NBA to train and find its next crop of global superstars. This is the Homecourt story. Enjoy. Thank you so much for taking the time to join us on uh, Scalescape today. I really appreciate it. I've been wanting to get to know a lot about uh, home court and the, and the amazing things that you guys are doing. So thank you for taking the time to do this. Thank you for having me. Cool. Uh, Philip, to kick things off, uh, could you give us a little introduction to yourself, um, how you ended up co-founding a home court, uh, and also a brief introduction to what home court is? Sure. I really born and raised in Hong Kong. You know, indeed, I live in Hong Kong for more than 20 years before going abroad. Uh, I graduated in the CUHK, um, and then I moved to Canada, uh, British Columbia, to get my master's degree in math. Turns out I joined um, the tech industry right after that, you know, um, started with Microsoft in Seattle, and then moved to Silicon Valley, joining Apple. Um, worked in both companies for, in total, around like seven years. I was a software engineer and then an engineering manager in Apple. Um, three years ago, you know, like uh, me and three other colleagues from Apple, uh, we, we, we worked together for five years and, you know, we just feel kind of bored in, in a big company. Uh, so we decided to kind of, you know, like get out of the big, big corporation and start something together. And that's how, you know, Homecourt kind of born. Um, so Homecourt, uh, in short, is a, a mobile application for, you know, sports development or sports training. Uh, it started with basketball. It used your phone camera uh, and AI technology to capture uh, basketball move, your basketball move. Like, um, for example, if you put up your phone, you know, record your shooting practice or even your game, uh, the AI on the phone can recognize uh, a lot of, you know, your basketball move, including, you know, your shot, where you're putting up your shot, uh, even something that your human eye cannot see, um, like how quick you put up the shot and what kind of shot it is. Um, so it started with a basketball training tool, and then we expanded to even um, a little bit towards fitness and other sports these days. So um, for fitness, you know, it's more like a kinet kind of area, uh, kinet kind of you know experiences, but using your phone or iPad. So imagine you put up your phone or iPad in front of you using the front-facing camera, kind of looking at a TV kind of thing. Um, um, the AI, again, can recognize your move and, you know, you just uh, interact with whatever happened on the screen and we will capture, you know, your move and give you score, kind of help you to change your bo body coordination, you know, things like that. Again, it's, it's not easy to, to, to fully describe what it is, but... Um, uh, roughly like that, I would say. <laughs> no, I totally get it. But you know what I find so amazing? It's that idea that everyone, right, who has a smartphone, right, which is basically most of the world right now, anyone that has a smartphone is able to just put that uh, to the side of the basketball court or the football pitch or whatever. And then you can start tracking your shots and you can start really elevating your game to the next level. So like that's an amazing um, concept, right? Especially given the fact that we're a mobile first generation. So actually you mentioned before that, um, you know, while you were at Apple and, and when you were with the other co-founders and you're thinking about the different kinds of um, products that you wanted to create, you know, you were saying that you had so many ideas, but then finally you guys like locked in on home court, right? So of all the ideas, what was so unique about the market that you thought, hey, home court would be, you know, as successful as it is now? 
first of all, you know, I think it's interesting to define what success means, <laughs> but I, I'll take it for now. Um, the, the, the whole thing is really about, you know, it's less about, you know, how we, uh, how we can foresee this could become, you know, what it becomes at that point, but more about, you know, what we like to do. All of us, you know, as I told you, we're all from Apple. We're all in the engineering um, department. So, you know, we know that, you know, our core strength is really on the technology side. So, you know, when we brainstorm a whole bunch of ideas, you know, we, we brought up, you know, for example, e-commerce, something more typical, you know, social at that time still, you know, pretty popular, a lot of other ideas. Um, but it turns out, you know, only the ideas that involve a little bit more hardcore technology would, would get us more attention. Three year-ish ago, you know, computer vision is something still, I would say, you know, kind of on the boundary of research and application. Uh, nowadays, it's much more mature. But three years ago, it's more like that, you know. And that's exactly the area which, you know, got us really excited. Like, we, 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 we excited to push the technology a little bit and move it towards our consumer. I think that's exactly, you know, some of the Apple DNA in us. Um, so that's one. And the second thing is, like, you know, obviously, we can do a lot of different application, you know, using computer vision. And why basketball? I think that's an important question. And again, again, you know, the main reason is we, we all love basketball. We used to play pickup games in Apple uh, regularly, every week. Uh, we haven't done that for a long time, <laughs> obvious, for obvious reason. Yeah, when we used to do that, you know, we always imagine, you know, oh, can we, uh, can we actually get our own highlight after every game? You know, can we get our own box score? Just like NBA players, you know, like they play two or three times every week, we play every week, you know, why can't we get our own scoreboard? <laughs> you know, why can I, you know, look at it and, you know, improve myself and see, you know, where I'm better at. Uh, it's hard, you know, like sometimes we even record our game, but, but you know, cutting it, you know, marking it, you know, tagging it, it takes like three hours for like a 15 minutes pickup game probably. So that, yeah. that idea came up, you know, can a phone camera does it or, you know, can, can any camera does it? Um, that's how we started home court. And, you know, once when we get started into the market, you know, break down the problem, it turns out that, you know, we find out even just a sim simple problem, as I just told you, you know, being able to track your shot uh, is already very useful for a lot of, you know, basketball players, especially in the U.S., while they are very seriously putting up hundreds of shots, you know, every day. Uh, so we started there, um, you know, and then, and then the so story just keep going. Yeah, amazing. No, and I really love that because it's like the the four of you formed the core team of home court like back then, and it's a very technologically competent. You guys top class of the game, right? And then you're pairing that ability with a very simple pain point, and then from there you're evolving to um, you know uh, uh, developing talent, and then you're also expanding to different sports, right? So I think it speaks a lot to the core competence and how you need to be a very technological crew. Uh, the second point that you were saying that you mentioned, right, that like all of you are really passionate about basketball, like that, that like I naturally want to ask more questions about like the fundraising process, because <laughs> look, I know that you're actively involved with, you know, pitching to Mark Cuban, Jeremy Lin, uh, and even the NBA, like it must have been such a surreal experience pitching to them. Tell us about like the experience. What was it like? Uh, I, I, I'm not going to, you know, get into a lot of detail of it, uh, but, you know, I can I can tell you. Uh, it's, it's a it's a pretty fun process along the way. So uh, we raised uh, in total three rounds, uh, two seed rounds, and then our Series A, which is the more well known round that we got the NBA to as our as our you know 
lead investor. Uh, and you mentioned some big name, you know, Mark Cuban, uh, Steve Nash, Jeremy Lin, they were a little bit earlier than, than the NBA. The people who believe in us, partly because of the team, partly because of the technology, but, but one main part is that they, they love basketball too. So that's why, you know, like, well, well, you know, we obviously love to get Steve Nash and all these um, strategic investors. They help us a lot. It's also the fact that, you know, these investor angel, be it like be it family office, they just more excited and they, they support our vision. They support us more than supporting a business. For example, like Steve Nash and Jeremy Lin, they are all, they're both really big in, you know, Youth Foundation, you know, spreading basketball. Our vision of kind of liberating the basketball technology is something really resonate with them, including the NBA, you know, and, and all the other, you know, like uh, relevant sports, relevant basketball, relevant investor. If I can speak a little bit more towards the basketball tech uh, landscape before home court or, you know, before the computer vision getting more and more mature, the basketball tech is mostly around two areas. One is sensor. So, you know, like you have to, uh, wear a lot of sensor, you know, put it on the ball, put it on your shoes, put it on your wrist <laughs> uh, to track, you know, all the performance. And the other technology is really like this very advanced in-court uh, camera system. So both of these technologies are very inaccessible. Um, it's only affordable by top U.S. college. What we do is almost exactly the opposite. As you said at the beginning, you know, everybody has a phone. Uh, can use this kind of technology. And that's also something that gets us pretty excited. It's like, you know, you know, one of the NBA mission is really to, to spread and, you know, uh, promote basketball as much as they can. And if you ask me along the process, super excited, you know, uh, one of the best experience I have, you know, <laughs> in this journey is really getting a, a ball, you know, signed it by my, one of my favorite players, Steve Nash, uh, with my name on it. Again, it's not something I can ever imagine before starting this. That's so amazing. Like, I, like honestly, I'm also like kind of jealous because I would love to have Steve Nash on my ball someday. Um, <laughs> but you know what? You talked about a lot of things there. So I'll just unpack it a little bit. I appreciate that. You know, I, I really, it really resonates with me. Um, the point about how, um, you know, the existing technology, like sensor technology and the camera ones, they're only accessible by um, like top institutions, like you said, uh, really, uh, you know, uh, people with deep pockets, right? It's not accessible by consumers like me and yourself. It's what attracts so many people to your product and why it's been able to be spread um, to so many people across different kinds of geographies, right? So I actually want to talk a little bit about the scouting process, right? Because I know that the MBA is partnered with uh, home court, right? Could you talk us about the synergy and the partnership between the NBA uh, and, and home court? For sure. That's uh, obviously the most exciting partnership we can get. <laughs> if you do basketball, you get to the NBA, you know, that's, that's, that's pretty good. So yes, so we, we, we are, we are partnering with NBA on, on three main areas, you know, uh, number one is, you know, player development. Number two is fan engagement. And number three is, you know, uh, the recruitment, like talent, talent recruitment to your point. So on the player development side, it's like kind of pretty obvious. Partnering with NBA to help us to promote to, to their kind of player network is like bringing in more value in the product uh, and, and benefiting existing users as well as new users. So we, we partner with NBA to, to create content. So that's on the player development side, uh, which is great for our, our users. And on the fan engagement side, it's also good, you know, for both party, you know, like... Um, one example I can give, which is more concrete on what it is, is uh, one of our first um, experience that we create with the NBA is called Hot Shot Challenge. That's a digital shooting challenge 
uh, that we partner with the NBA plus the 30 teams uh, to engage their friend locally. Uh, so the game is like, you know, uh, we use our digital geolocation kind of uh, technology to host the digital challenge on each of the NBA team region. And the winner, they will fly to the All-Star game and compete in person. Yeah. So there's 30 representatives, one for each team, compete, That's you know, uh, yeah, compete in person. And then the final four is going to, uh, they actually compete in the in the All-Star halftime practice. So Team Giannis and Team LeBron, you know, they, they you know, it was a really fun like there's only 30 users there, but we have like thousands of users, of, of course, like competing before talking to those 30 users, you know, how much they appreciate this opportunity, you know, how much fun they had. And the third thing is the talent recruitment. To your point, you know, it's not easy. Like um, there's not as good infrastructure, for example, in China, in India, as in the US, you know, it's not easy for them to scout or, you know, to determine, you know, how good this player is. Uh, home court technology is, you know, one is, is something they can see potentially help on that. Uh, so we did co-create, you know, one of the experience called NBA Global Scout in home court. Um, so anyone anywhere in the world, if, uh, if, if they are inspired or aspire to become an NBA player at some point, uh, they can go through that, you know, digital uh, scouting, uh, digital combine process just on home court. And we, we will send those data, you know, with their consent to NBA and they get a chance to look at that. Um, I mean, we're not saying that, you know, that that will give you a qualification to the NBA. Uh, that's really, you know, giving people an opportunity, you know, to, to, to get at the front door. You know, like uh, you can imagine, you know, one billion uh, people in, 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 in India, maybe like I don't know how many basketball players, like let's say 10 million basketball players. Now NBA just started getting their footage there, but digitally, you know, like as 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 long as they have a phone, uh, they can already the player can already see, you know, what an NBA combine would look like, you know, briefly, and they can do it. They can practice, and eventually, you know, they have a chance to get in front of the eye of the NBA scout. Exactly, you know, like and and like there's so much talent out there, and what home court does is it helps to filter that. So like none of the talent that could have, you know, potentially gone to the NBA, none of that slips through the cracks, right? So that's really the value proposition of home court, which, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a huge fan of. And I also can feel the passion, like you were saying, with the fan engagement, Thank like you. how you know, t- in the uh, you know, All-Star Game 2020, and you're able to talk to the users, you know, and how they appreciate it. And also just your engagement with the NBA yourself. Like it's incredibly um, exciting to just see you be so engaged and so passionate about the things that you do. Um, I do want to ask, um, and that's in terms of the, the challenges. Remember in our last conversation, we were talking about how when you were pushing the technological boundaries, right? Like you were facing some a, a lot of issues within the product and the tech side. So could you run us through some of the challenges that you face in the early stage and how you've been able to overcome them through pivots or through whatever? That's a great question. Um, I think like, first of all, we're not, we're not very big yet. You know, we're a team of 30. Uh, I think the biggest, you know, if you name it pivot, it's really how, you know, how we started with our first idea of, you know, capturing our own pickup game and generate highlight, generate box score to, you know, developing a, a, a more individual training product. So, uh, so, so, so the, there are two reasons, you know, um, one is like, uh, to your point, you know, this is something no one has done before. And, and even, even if you look at, you know, we haven't seen anyone else doing this even right now after three years. 
when we started to to investigate the technology, um, it's indeed very very difficult to uh, to use just one phone camera to track a whole basketball game with so many things happening uh, on the court and being able to just extract um, all this information. Eventually, you know, the technology may get there, but but when we started investigating it, uh, it's, it's a very, very hard problem. Uh, being able to track a game involves a lot of, you know, smaller steps to get there. You know, we got a lot of coaches and players telling us, you know, they're in fact, you know, putting up shot, putting hundreds of shots every day. And they just say, you know, like, I, I didn't know how I do it. You know, coaches didn't know how their player do it or even whether they did it or not. You know, they all say they did it, <laughs> but coaches has no proof. You know, they just say, okay, they all say, you know, they do better than they actually do. So if your camera can, you know, just count the shot, it's going to be very useful already. So that's how we started. And and yeah, and thankfully, you know, like we we built a prototype in roughly four months. Um, the funny story is like the first prototype um, only work on certain uh, environment. <laughs> it's very interesting. Like, uh, yes, it's, it only work on a pretty calm weather, you know, sunny weather with not a lot of shadow in on the ground. California, right? In California. Yeah, yeah, yeah. California is perfect. Um, it doesn't even work indoor because, you know, the the... the the reflection on the floor confused the camera to, to think that's another person. <laughs> so there's a lot of this restriction. But but in four months, you know, we've been able to pull up a a, a demoable prototype, you know, and, and that give us a that actually give us confidence that we can push the technology forward and also you know give us an opportunity to take this prototype out uh, and see you know how the how the investors see it. You know, we are pretty fortunate that quite a lot of, you know, our friends and angels seeing it the first time already got excited. And as I said, you know, many of them love basketball. Um, so, you know, everything sort of go fairly smoothly. You know, as I said, you know, other than shot checking, we started to develop those front-facing camera drills, which help to change your ball handling, your athletics um, in another dimension, which, which is something you don't even need to do at a court. It's even more accessible. It's even more frictionless. Yeah, no, that's that's so amazing. Thanks for that, Philip. Like in, in four months, you know, you're able to really build that kind of prototype uh, and then test it and then validate it and then make sure that it's that you're making it for the right people, for the right users, no matter what location you are, uh, whether it's outdoors, indoors, cloudy, a bit rainy, really sunny, things like that. So I think these there's so many features within the product that I think um, that I think really good companies have to be very um, strategic about because there's so many features, but how you decide which features that you want to build and to put inside the product comes down to the very clear value proposition that actually Louisa from Vector Ventures that she was just talking to me about. Um, I do want to ask because I'm super interested, you know, what's next for Home Court? What's next for you guys? And what's the roadmap look like? What can we expect uh, six months down the road, a one year down the road? Uh, one of the challenge for us um is indeed, you know, this is something really new. Basketball player or, you know, coaches, in general, a little bit not as tech savvy, you know, how to make them believe it. <laughs> At the early days, you know, even we got some very hardcore user, you know, they 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 tell their friends, you know, that's the word of mouth. Uh, but but the feedback we got is like they don't believe it will work like that. And and also the setup, you know, it's not as trivial to to, to some of the, you know, not as tech-savvy people because it's not like a camera app that you can just, you know, do whatever you want and still <laughs> record like a video for you. Like we do need to, we do need you to kind of set it up kind of in a stable way 
uh, we make it as easy as possible. But you know, there's still certain friction uh, for people to start using it. We started building those front-facing queues, as I told you, which is um, the main goal of those is to reduce friction. You know, is to to kind of get the activation time much sooner. You know, activation I mean like, like the time between you download the app versus you can use the app much shorter and much easier for you to try the first time. You know, like that that's very important these days for consumer application. But back to your question, you know, um, on where what what was next for home court in the last few months, you know, US got locked down pretty much. Uh, it's it's kind of reopened right now, uh, but half half. A lot of you know players, and now I'm talking about non basketball players, have to kind of lock down at home. You know, they they still love the sport. They still want training. You know, they still want to keep themselves active. They're out of solution, and you know, including coaches. Uh, so it turns out, you know, became one of the you know. Bloom time for home court, you know. Uh, I wouldn't say I like the pandemic, but, but interestingly, you know that that turns out, you know, helping home court quite a bit. Uh, we see obviously a lot more basketball player downloading home court. A lot more coaches all of a sudden feel that they need some technology help, <laughs> and they inbound. Uh, the more interesting, more interesting thing is other than basketball player, we see soccer players, we see volleyball player, badminton player, uh, use some of their home court. Athletic drills. We know that because they share it on Instagram, and we got a lot of you know a big burst in registration and download you know from players of you know other sports uh, using home court. And you know we always have you know it, it's always in our roadmap that you know we know that eventually we will expand to other sports because you know basketball is our love and it's where we want to start. Uh, this is why you know. We know that, like, to bring the company to a billion-dollar business, you know, back to that, <laughs> we have to tackle all the sport um, and maybe even fitness at some point. Uh, I think that phenomenon just, you know, kind of opened our eye, and we believe this is, you know, the best opportunity and the opportunity that, you know, you cannot even create. You know, our strategy is to to really uh, dig out the common denominator of all these sports because, you know, for example. Uh, a lot of the sports is really broken down into uh, some basic, you know, athletic capability. For example, speed, uh, endurance, flexibility. So right now, you know, like we're actively working on uh, developing more drills uh, to address all those fundamentals, which can serve, you know, different sports, uh, training on different sports. Our main audiences are, are towards the younger generation. And, you know, they don't play just one sport. You know, a lot of kids in the U.S., they play you know, three, four different sports. Um, we used to have a problem of like seasonality, you know, they only retain for a few months when they play basketball. And this strategy is really, you know, helping us to grow both horizontally and vertically. Like we expand the market as well as expand the retention period of the, the, the original target user. Yeah, no, that's amazing, Philip. And I just want to add in on two things that I just thought of, right? The first is that, you know, you mentioned how, um, you know, that you're, expanding your breath in terms of tackling the different markets of different sports, right? I'm excited to see, uh, you know, the kind of um, specific, because um, you mentioned that the athletic capabilities, they're general. So there's some very general, like, you know, like you said, speed, uh, endurance, dexterity, agility, that kind of things. And I'm also excited to see how, uh, you know, in the future, you're going to bring uh, more uh, sport specific kind of drills into that and what kind of uh, partnerships that you make. Um, and then the second thing is that, you know, you very accurately and you very eloquently uh, captured it uh, with the sense that COVID 
it's an adversity, it's a time of difficulty, but it's also times like these that we can also find the greatest opportunities. Uh, I do want to end this, the podcast today by giving you an explanation uh, to the podcast, right? Scalescape. Uh, and so when you break the title down, uh, Scale and Scape, when you're scaling a company and you're building a company and you're making it a billion dollar business, like you just said, you need to take into account the external factors, right? You need to take into account the sector, uh, the geography, uh, the market, um, you know, the, the early adoption, the um, all these different things, right? The product market fit. So what is one tip that you can give to founders to scale scape their companies towards success? I truly feel that, you know, the world is just big and I... I think that if you can keep, um, you you just need to keep always uh, understand or, or 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 know what you really want and you know what and, and be able to articulate your vision, you know very well. Um, be persistent and and not not be shy to ask for help. Uh, you always get help and you always find a way to go to the next stage. And you can fail a hundred times. You can you can talk to a hundred investor. You can fail. Uh, and in fact, we did. You know, as I told you before, um, a lot of the VC. You know, we we didn't get any big VC or even any official VC to endorse us at the beginning. But the good news is, if you if you become a founder, you know, you you're not in a bubble anymore. You're 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 in this unlimited world. You just need to get a few people who believe in you, um, who believe in your vision, and you can go from there. That, that that's. Philip, because when you are when you're able to articulate that vision, then you're able to get as many people as you can on board. And it only takes those few people to believe in you, to believe in the sense of passion that you have, and then you're able to scale that. And I think especially for our Hong Kong founders, because Hong Kong is not short of talent, Hong Kong is not short of capital, you know, Absolutely. we just need more people to believe in the ecosystem for us to be able to drive uh, like really good change out of here. And so I appreciate your thought. Uh, Philip, thank you so much for your time today. Um, I had an amazing time. I really appreciate it uh you know thank you once again yeah thanks for having me again like it's, it's really a pleasure experience thank you for tuning in to this episode of scalescape feel free to connect with me on linkedin and i'm looking forward to hearing your comments and suggestions i'll see you next week